Hello and welcome to another cozy episode of Security Views Radio, the only cybersecurity podcast that is reminding you the holidays are coming up fast. Christmas cannot sneak up on you. It comes out December 25th every single year. Make sure you get your shopping done. Don't use it as an excuse. I am one half of your host, Adam Slater, and with me as always is my second half, John Stingle. John, how you doing? I am good. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. I'm sorry, say well, not good. Not sir, I, I will ever understand why behind it. You can't just say I'm doing good. Uh, I, I think it's it's a stupid rule. They need to revise it. I'm gonna call Webster after this. <laughs> have a have a serious conversation. Right. I'm sometimes just doing good, man. It's good. How was your dinner? It was good. Like good well, is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I you think I, I why think, you can't say it. I think it's because good is like a like a like it is an action. No, it's not. Dinner was good. That doesn't mean it's not an action. I guess that's. I don't know. See, it's not. I'm just. I'm just saying. (laughs) So I threw a lot into that intro, and I feel like no one took any of it. Oh, by the way, Felton is also, of course, as always, joining us. You said cozy, like we're doing a commercial for some weighted blanket or something. Yeah. Yeah, it is cozy. So like a third wheel. Like I'm just. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean I didn't mean for it to come across that way. But no, John, last week deal with the weighted blanket though. Why do people want a weighted blankets? What's the weighted blankets? You see them on late night TV, which for me is Mm -hmm. Um, I think I think they just sort of like I think they they feel I don't know, I don't have one. Um, but I I think it's the same thing as like a big thick heavy blanket. It's just it's thinner, so it's not as poofy. Like a dead body laying on top of you, like yeah, corpse. that's what I want. It's like a corpse model. Yeah, I think it's for lowly people. So instead of having someone throw their arm on you, you just put the blanket on you, and it's like has a little more weight to it. Yeah, it's like it's comfort. With you, yeah. I got it. And we all just actually sleep. Yeah. No, so this this week's episode is cozy. Um, because uh so uh, my wife had the flu she's gotten better we she got tested it's not covid or anything uh but uh so we've been quarantining at home and you guys know this i don't think our listeners do we just have we have a, a one-bedroom apartment we live in and we have a cat and a dog and so there's not a whole lot of space uh to podcast uh, let alone like do it comfortably and acoustically have it sound good so i'm actually in my closet right now um and I'm just surrounded by blankets and coats, and it's nice and it's warm and it's cozy. Well, if you stop talking for a while, we'll know the weighted blanket fell on your head. <laughs> it held me down. <laughs> but you will know, recording in the closet is like classic hip hop. I mean, that's how it all started. Yeah. It was either a closet or a bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's it, that's it's best for acoustics. Mm-hmm. See, I, I can't I can't do the bathroom. So the closet is past the bathroom. Like you have to walk through our bathroom to get to the closet. And if I just did it in the bathroom, my cat would hear me and just be like pawing and mewing the whole time. So um, I had to go one step further. But, oh, how are you guys doing this week? How's everything been going? I think it's classic podcasting, too. Like you hear so many podcasts started off in some closet. Um, That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it, you know, wherever works. I like to record in an echoey chamber. If you, <laughs> um, 
He likes the reverb. I like to hear the godlike reverb coming behind. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm in my bedroom. Um, and if you do hear the faint cries, it is just it's my youngest daughter. She's three years old, and she doesn't like closed doors unless she closes them. Mm. So yeah, she feels like it's it's not fair that there's a door is closed and there's separation between me and her. Uh, so yeah, she really takes it personal when the door is closed. Well, the tr the go. trick is you just got to get her to close the door before you start recording. You got to make you got to make it her idea. Flip she, it. She'll do it. She'll leave a paper thin crack. She's like, <laughs> sure, I can get back in. Because on our our bedroom door we do have a child uh child lock on it, uh -huh. so they can't open it once it's closed. Um, so so yeah, they don't like that at all. So she's like, ah, I know I can't get in once we close this door. So. So our topic today yeah. is, <laughs> no, so listen, so our topic today is third-party hacks, right? So mm -hmm. yeah. third-party breaches. So when you do a search of news articles of third-party hacks, mm -hmm. you get all kinds of stuff, including um, how dental patients are impacted by data breach, okay? Um, it's possible to wrap a gift without using tape. <laughs> Um, how cybersecurity from FireEye was hacked. Um, I was reading about that today. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, and then eight things to know about the state sponsors Firefly hacks. And then Amazon tips and tricks, best shopping hacks to know. <laughs> you would think with all the artificial intelligence in the world today that they would understand that Amazon tips and tricks to shop is nothing to do with the third-party hacks. You would think I'm surprised that it's not like listing like like here's three hack directors to avoid. Don't watch their movies. So the top result is the top third party data breaches of 2020 by our friends over at Dark Reading. Mm. The second one, though, is the hacker news. And it's it's um, of the different hack games that are out there. <laughs> so <laughs> The what game? What? Hacking games out there. Oh, okay. Hack games gaming. Mm. So, anyway, I just find that it's funny that we've 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 reached this point with all this data that we still can't actually access it. I always feel bad for those great great companies that sell denim jeans who end up just so close to being on page one, but yet they find themselves on page two and never sell enough jeans. No. No. <laughs> I do. I, my, my heart goes out for them because people buy their way to the top of these search lists. It's, it's a bit of a really bad annoyance of mine. You buy your way to the top of that search list, you find right. yourself on page one, and most people just don't go to page two. No, no. And Google could eliminate the pages, just like many other search engines do, yet they choose to stick with the pages because they know people will pay me more to stay on this page. I guess I never thought about that. You're right. They could just get rid of the pages and just have infinite scrolling like – Almost every other website I use. Right. Yeah. I mean, I try to get to the bottom of every web page that I go to. It, it sometimes it takes me hours. <laughs> <laughs> but the pages are only a scheme in order to to keep other people. That's my, that's my conspiracy theory of the day. I don't know if that's a conspiracy theory. I think it's just true. 
I, we've proven um, that that you do pay you have to pay your way up to the top of Google though. If you're in a, if you're in advertising, you ain't getting on the top of that with this site. No, no, absolutely not. But yet they say they're unbiased. I don't. So. <laughs> Something tells me they may be in it for the money. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, no, never that. Which, if you are cool, man, just admit it. But don't pretend you're agnostic. Like, I just wish people would be more transparent. Like, hey, man, this is my business model. Right. They, yeah. they try to cover it up. Right. Well, like Google had the famously, I guess now infamously, had, uh, what was it, do no evil in their uh, company um, mission statement that they have since removed. <laughs> it's no longer part of their mission statement. So I guess they're cool yeah. with evil now. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I think it's probably subjective. But, <laughs> um, you know, and that's what the thing is. There's the way these business models work. It would be so much better if companies were more transparent with it because it would make us more secure as a, as, 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 as a people, as they say. Because yes. we would know that, hey, man, yeah, we're giving you Facebook and all this cool platform. But by the way, we're selling your data to, you know, these analytics companies who are then selling it to politicians or to um, other organizations. Like, just be transparent with it. Like, don't make right. grandma unsuspecting of what she just did when she posted little Jimmy at the, at the, at the Chuck E. Cheese for the birthday party. Like, right. you didn't need tailored ads for that. Just, <laughs> just let grandma know what that's about. Yeah. It's creepy. It's weird and it makes people uncomfortable. And I think we're going to see more and more of the pushback on that. Like all these companies that are mm -hmm. selling your data to third parties, mm -hmm. you're just opening yourselves up. Like we have a service that we can, you know, we, we can look up stuff for people to see if their information is, is on, the, on the dark web. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of other things out there. We've talked about it before in this podcast. But you go there, and most people will, will see their email address in one of these lists, but have no idea who these companies are, like Axio.io. Yeah, yeah. What is, I don't know what that is. I've never done business with anybody like that. How to get my information? Well, because the people over there at you know XYZ Mega Gene Corp sold your information when you wanted that 15% off coupon. Right. Right. It, it, I, I find it to be extraordinarily frustrating that there's not this more just be I, I can I, I guess and Adam you have said this before one of the things that you've said about me is that I look for genuineness in characters yes I did yes and stuff like that and in people and I look for that just I, I met somebody last night um, one of the nicest women I can say that I've met all week all right mm -hmm. Head half shaved and purple hair was the rest of it and long. Like, yes, man, you do too, <laughs> right? Right. Like, like, I'm glad that's what you wanted to do and you did it. I'm guarantee your employer didn't say do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not my thing and I would want my wife to do it, but I was glad that she was happy. Right. And genuineness is what I think that we need. And if companies were just open, like, hey, we've got this cool service. This is how we're paying for it. Mm -hmm. Um. This is some of the downsides if you agree to this form. Here's six bullets. This is what we're going to do with it. You make the decision. If you're concerned, I suggest you set up a, a bullshit email account and send the messages there. Yeah. Our partners will never know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's actually something that I think is, I think it's a really good point. And I, and I, 
and sort of to expand on that slightly, when they tell you, because some companies are telling you that this is what they're doing, they need to make that like, that's why you have these like, uh, you know, 0.5 size font uh, terms and conditions that are 40 pages long because they know you're not going to read that. And they're like, that's where they're saying they're going to sell your data. Like, and that's, you know, they're just finding a way around the rules at that point. Like, yeah. Like if I just, if I sign up for a site, like you said, just like a little pop-up, here's what we're doing. Here's how we're, here's how we're making money. Here you go. Are so, you cool with this? So GDPR brought us what is now the most visible visible form of GDPR, which is every freaking website we go to, we have to acknowledge it, that they accept cookies. Right. Thank you. Thank you for the cookie statement. And yes. thank you for not displaying that on the right way on my mobile phone. So when I go to your website, everything is just grayed out in black. I just so can't read anything. I can't yeah. get to anything because I didn't see your statement and your poorly designed website. But like that, that doesn't do anything. There's some really good stuff in GDPR that prevents yep. third-party sales information. Man, cookie statements aren't doing it. Nobody, it, people are completely numb to them at this point. Yes, I accept. What else can I do? I want to see my free jeans. I want to see my, I don't know, I was shopping for jeans right before this. <laughs> Clearly. That's how genuine I am. So, I, I, but I was, you know, I just want to buy my jeans, man. I, don't, I know so I'm just going to click OK and accept it. Nobody's reading those GDPR statements anymore. We quit. Right. Nobody's in, in, in six months. Nobody's going to read the California statement. Um, nobody cares. Nobody's going to care. It just needs to be done right in the background. So those things, GDPR and, and these other data protection regulations, for the most part, not all of them, but for the most part, need to exist. But just break it down for people. What are you going to do, XYZ right. gene company, to protect my information and my transaction? Right. And and what are you going to do, XYZ social media company? What are you going to do to 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 with my information that I post on here? Okay, you're going to share it with this company? Well, I'm willing to accept that. I know that now. So I'm not going to tell you uh, where I'm going on vacation, but I will I will tell you my shirt size or whatever. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And and when is data, you, your data gets sold and it's moved and it's all over the place. And we're using, you know, when we go to um, one website, it's using our Facebook credentials to authenticate. So we have that data sharing going on back and forth. You, you can't control the spread of your data. So when third parties are involved and those third parties get hacked, the third parties you've never heard of, they're just some an analytics company. Mm -hmm. Boy, you've really you've really caused those users stress and work because so many people are, you know, affected by those third party data breaches. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. And that's, you know, it's I think it's more the, you know, I think a lot of people have this attitude of like, I don't care if Facebook knows that I'm scrolling or, you know, Google knows what I'm searching. But like that's that's just I, I think that's a big thing that most people don't quite realizes that that's you know like what you're saying that's only part of it it's it's really the information getting sold and traded to other companies that's that's the real because honestly if it was just google yeah i wouldn't care <laughs> like if it was you know just that one site that was tracking like like hey adam clicks on posts about this i'm going to give him more posts about that sure that's fine like you know you're you're um 
like a, like Spotify, you know, uh, recommending me songs or artists or stuff like that. That's fine. But like, you know, I'm not then getting, you know, emails because Spotify sold my, well, they might actually sold my playlist history to a record company, you know. Did I, did I share last week, um, Felton, do you remember my frustration with, uh, I found out my kids were getting email newsletters from different companies. That, was that on the podcast last week? I, I, it was it, it was either on the podcast or it was in our pre-podcast banter. I think it was in our pre-podcast. Okay, so um, one day that's going to be the second podcast is our pre-pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so um, I was frustrated that I'm like, why are my kids getting on these lists and why are they signing up for stuff? And I'm like, how can this be? You know, I I... I you know, haven't I taught you anything? And my wife kind of pushed back and she's like, they can't help it. They they're signing up because if they want to make a wish list on this website, they're requiring them to give away their email address. She was like, right. they're stuck in the house. Like we have to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're just trying to look at stuff to make Christmas lists. Like there's not really another way for them to do that right now. There's not like a catalog that comes in the mail of toys that they can circle anymore. Mm. And so she was completely right in calling me out in that point. She was like, I know what you want, but they're just trying to do this thing. So we need to figure out how they can do that. So maybe we have like a family junk email address, just dump everything there. Right. Right. You know, know, bullshit.com or whatever it is. And, uh, and we just, the kids can all just have an email address there that they dump everything to or some solution so they can just right. you know, put their information out there. Because when I see that, my first fear is, oh God, now they're, now they're, they got this email address and it's going to get, it's going to get tarnished. And I know that they're kids and they're, and they're doing, they're using, you know, the same password 16 times, you know, ice cream lover, 1996 or whatever it is. <laughs> um, it's the same password. I'm like, it's genius. Nobody will know that date because I was born in 2016. <laughs> but, uh, that password gets out there and it gets repeated and it becomes useless. So there need there, there needs to be some kind of balance there because, I mean, everybody wants that information. And when I talk to groups, I'm always telling people, like, don't ask for more than you actually need. Right. You know? Don't ask me security questions if you're never going to present. Don't ask me for three security questions when you're going to ever ask me one. Right, right. <laughs> or just force multi-factor authentication and stick your, you know, what famous person do you want to meet question, in, you know, in a trash can. Well, I guess right. that, that was my that was my question. You kind of answered it, but uh, it's just yeah. What is the solution? Is it just having an email that you use for signups, and that's just it? And I've said this before, and I firmly believe that you just need that that bogus dump email address. Like, I bought my son a Christmas present um, this year. I'm not going to tell you from where. I'll tell you that after Christmas because I know he listens to this because he likes to tell me what I do wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, Hey, uh, just uh, John, John's kid, uh, just turn off the podcast real quick. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. This company sends me an email ten times a day now. Oh my gosh wanting me to buy something else it's like dude i haven't given away the first thing i bought yet <laughs> give me right give me a few weeks so okay so this is this is actually something that you and i have spoken about off air in the past but like so i i purchased a couch 
um, from a made-to-order furniture manufacturer when we moved in into this apartment. And I same thing started happening. Like I started getting emails from them about like legitimately other couches within a week and a half. And I'm like, my actual couch isn't supposed to show up for another seven weeks. What are you doing? <laughs> like, give me my first one, man. Right. But it's also like, you know, like, um, how many couches? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only need the one. Like, it's like, like, well, it's uh, for, like it's, I, it's for yeah. your weekend house in the Hamptons. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, or like you know, you you buy a toilet seat off of off of Amazon, and then all of a sudden you're getting email blasts about all like like no, like this is this is big data gone way too far. Like I'm not a collector of toilet seats. I just it was it was a need purchase. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what kind of piece of crap couch is this that you're already trying to get me to get? A- <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Have some faith in your product, guys. Come on. Yeah, like I like the products that are like, no, we sold you something. You should be good for a while. Like, I'm, you don't need another sport coat. You just bought one two 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 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh. Over aggressive marketing and, and it's it, it's it's crazy. But uh, to bring it back to our point, this collection of data when you just want a transactional sale, we there is a need in our life for the gas station sale, right? The right. One time, just give me my Snickers bar and Diet Coke because I'm watching my weight. Yeah. And let me leave. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. We don't, don't need, it, we don't need to continue this. This is this is not even a one night stand. This is a five second stand. Right. This is it's not an ongoing relationship. No. And we're yeah. done. We don't ever. And I may, if I ever find my way through this neighborhood again, maybe <laughs> buy something else. But right now, I'm done. That that if that I swear if that existed more. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I I swear people would be more willing to to make make a, a purchase. We, my wife and I, had a bought a major purchase recently, mm-hmm. and afterwards we're like, "That was it. They made it that easy. Like that's all we had to do. It wasn't a stack of stuff and a bunch of paperwork. It was like, that's it. We're done." And it was such a pleasant experience. Just here's my money. Give me thing. <laughs> right, right. Let me right. enjoy the thing. And if you make it easy, I'll come back to you if I ever need another thing. That's it. Man, that's it. Just treat me well, and then when my when my wife's friend needs that thing, I'll be like, go to this guy. Yeah, yeah, this is your guy. Right. I, it, it's something we've we've talked about before. Is that it's is is that it's beyond a cybersecurity issue. It's a it's a respect for your customer. Like, it's it's a respect for their data. It's a respect for their just their lives. Like, we don't need to be constantly inundated with you know, like you like you said, you know, we don't need to be constantly inundated with emails for just because I stopped at a gas station one time. Like, no, I just needed this the one time. I'm good. We as a whole are an overcontracted society. Everybody wants to lock it up. We bought we were looking at buying some software a few months ago. And mm-hmm. the, and we haven't even used this software yet or seen a return on it. They're wanting to lock us up for three years. But with annual payments. So I'm like, three years? Why are we getting married on our first date? What is this, 90-day? <laughs> like, what is this? Like, let's stop for a second. Like, give me 30 days. Let me pay for 30 days. Right? Yeah. 
Well, where, where is that contract and why doesn't that exist? I don't even want it for free. I understand you want to sell it. Sell me 30 days. We'll see how it goes and we'll move on. Why does everything need to be locked up in a contract? It's got an auto renewal clause like you are not acting in my best interest. We had an office space in South Carolina and we knew that we rented it somewhere around um, December 1st, let's say. Mm-hmm. So about 30 days out, we thought about it and we're like, oh yeah, we should go see if there's other options. So we reached out, wanted to see what other options were to kind of modify the space and possibly add another one in a different city. And they're like, oh, we emailed you back in August and the person we emailed who was just one of your sales reps, by the way, uh, didn't click on, I want to cancel. So we automatically renewed it for another year. In August? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Holy crap how shitty is that like just well like excuse me they don't even have contract authority yeah yeah they can't even sign a contract they're just a local person that uses it and if they're practicing best cybersecurity practices they wouldn't be clicking on crap that comes to them in their email <laughs> so she didn't even probably know what it was yeah wasn't thinking about that or if the email ever made it to her because it was probably on like a mass mailing list and she didn't even receive it because a decent spam engine will catch it yeah so like we didn't hear from so we renewed it and so yes we could legally fight it and we would win but the thing is like 250 bucks a month for 12 months so i mean to get a lawyer on that really (laughs) right i mean what is that three thousand dollars a year like you really got to stop and think, okay, am I going to fight this or am I, so what our, our move was to finish the story out for everyone who's so concerned with our contract issue. <laughs> we said, we would like to go ahead and cancel now for next year. <laughs> and, and you can go, you can go pound sand on that other office we were looking at because we're right. in business with you guys again. Right. So, um, so, my firm isn't going to sit around and think about that contract date until it's time to think about that contract date. Right. Well, and making 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 it so that you have to opt out of renewal is I've seen other companies do that, too. And I think it, I think it's just super, super shady. I, I, I really do. Um, I am extremely proud with how we handle contracts in our company. And the contract is like, here's the term. Yes, we can do a shorter term if you want. If you would like a longer term because you've worked with us for years, that's available. But by the way, if you don't renew, it defaults to month to month. Yeah. You're not yeah. looking I'm not want I'm not, I'm not, you know, chaining you to the to the to the register in the basement. Like what right. I know I'm not what you think about when you wake up every day. Right. Right. It, so. And we will reach out about the renewal and see what you want to do. But if you if you just don't know, we'll just default back to month to month because that's the kindest way to handle somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you want to get out of a contract here, there's an early termination. There's not a you're you, there is no way out. Right. Things change. Businesses change. Absolutely. How many businesses started 2020 with a set of plans that never hit it? <laughs> right. Had to cut their workforces who had to make adjustments and decisions because you were in a business. You were in a high-end restaurant who doesn't have a takeout business. So you had to let people go. That's unfortunate. So your mm-hmm. user count might be 5% of what it was last year, temporarily. Right. Well, locking somebody into those situations doesn't do anybody any good. No, no. I could, I could rant on contracts forever because I, I just want to know where is the consumer-friendly contracts on the market? Where is that? 
or where is just that gas station sale? Just give me the gas station sale. And there's there's companies out there that do it. There's too many to name, but there's mm-hmm. so many that don't. Yeah. Don't ever send your wife flowers from a major florist. Forget about it. I know you're getting you're getting flower emails for months. For months. You are tattooed every time. And it reminds you every year. So if you're dating, by the way, let's just say you're dating, doesn't work out. To, you know, fast forward five years later, you're married to somebody else, but you're getting that reminder. Hey, it's Barbara's birthday coming up. Right? Huh? Oh, my and wife sees the email. What are you talking about, Barbara's birthday? What are you saying? <laughs> don't understand. Oh. Was before you. <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh, take a quick break. Uh, don't worry, we will send you an email reminder when we are back. But we will see you in a few minutes. Workforces are more spread out than ever before, and hackers are using this to their advantage. Social engineering attacks make up one-third of all data breaches. The only way to protect your organization is to know how susceptible you are. Let us help through targeted cybersecurity testing and training. Contact us today at 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com to schedule your test. Again, that's 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, I, I did want to talk about uh, uh, third-party uh, security, but I, I don't know. I feel like we're on a roll here with what we're talking about, so I just kind of want to go with it. Um, you know, yeah. So we were, you know, we were, we're talking about, uh, you know, how how these how these companies treat you as a as a customer, treat you as a client. Um, and how they treat your data, and you know, we were talking about contracts and and things like that. And and I think that something else that jumped out to me, I remembered it while we were on break. The uh, first time that we went uh, into quarantine at the beginning of the year, um, I'm and as I mentioned, I just live in a one bedroom apartment. I looked into um, leasing office space, like a like a like a company that starts with the letter R, and there they happen to have an office across the street from me so by i was way, like okay same, by the way it's the same company where you need to terminate your your renewal the day after you sign the original agreement <laughs> so uh i i looked into it because i was like okay cool so they're just across the street from me so I'll, I'll have a quick tiny commute i can just walk over there um but you know i'm i'm still separating myself from my apartment and i'm giving my spells myself space to work and so I reached out, um, like on a web inquiry thing, um, and I got, I received phone calls over the next uh, four days. I received phone calls from eight different representatives from the company, and also probably received close to 15 emails from them about renting the space. This is over the court, like I said, like legitimately three or four days. Um, and eventually I just like, I finally, well, the final one, I just said, look, you, you, you just need to stop 
calling me. And he was like, what? I was like, you're like the eighth person that's called me in four days. This is absolutely ridiculous. And and this is the mentality of these companies. He goes, well, I don't think it's that ridiculous. Like that was just his defense that I'm being called eight times in four days. Um, so, I, yeah, it's just it's one of these abuses. It's it's these people that are tr- these companies, these organizations that are treating people like data points and not treating them like actual human beings. And that's how you end up, you know, with data getting sold from one company to another. That's how you end up with getting on 8 million email blasts after you purchase a pair of jeans. And yeah, I think it's just, I think it's like, uh, I, I can't find the right word for it, but it's, I mean, it's beyond rude. Like it's just, it's, it's extremely disrespectful. It's extremely disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's there's no consideration for. Like, listen, you know, we've all been on dates. Mm-hmm. Going, it, it didn't work out. This person's not necessary for us, but it doesn't mean that that's a bad person, right? Right. It doesn't yeah. mean that they're not meant to be with somebody, and it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. It just means that they said any fit for me. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you know, you you're obsessed with the Houston Rockets, and I'm a Wizards fan now because Russ. Russ is a wizard. So I had to work that in, Adam, just for you. No, I appreciate it. Almost one week. It doesn't mean that, you know, know, there's anything wrong with the Rockets. It's just not my team anymore because I'm loyal to Russ. So, right. It's not you. (laughs) So he got, so he did get moved. He got moved to the Wizards. He got moved to the Wizards. Yeah. Um, so he's now he's now a wizard, which means he's East Coast, which means I will be able to see more of his action because I can't stay up that late to watch West Coast games. The games are starting like an hour after I go to bed. So. Oh, my gosh. I thought the wizard, Wizards were Washington. Right, yeah. yeah. It's in capital, Washington. Yeah, Houston was West Coast, so most of their games are starting at 9, 30, 10, 30. You know, especially if they're playing someone, you know, in California or something. So, yeah, gotcha. like, always started like 10 o'clock. Uh, but I have, a, I have a theory that now that LeBron is out in the West, everyone's going to the East. Harden is wanting to go to the East, too. So, yeah. Yeah, he just needs to pass six uh, COVID tests before he can uh, be moved. Which is weird, but yeah, it's one thing. One of the things I saw in uh, ESPN, he has to pass six consecutive COVID tests before he can think about being traded. Have, you guys, have you guys done a COVID test with the brain scrape, or have you done a COVID test with the nasal swab? I did the nasal. I didn't do the the brain uh, scrape. It just seemed too intense. Oof, yeah. I I haven't done either, but my wife did the nasal swab. So. I saw that long Q-tip. I was like, you know what? (laughs) Screw this. (laughs) There's got to be a better way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe have a mild case of it. You know, so if if the virus is in your 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 coughs, right? Just man, can I just cough in some? (laughs) (laughs) And it like turns color, like it did. It's blue. Right? Wait, it's like, wait, it's like a pregnancy test? Is yeah. that what? <laughs> yeah. If, it, if it's a positive or a negative, you just, uh, you just got to tell me what's going on. Is there a line or not? 
If we always have to cough into our sleeve because it's full of viruses, this this idea should work. I, I think I think we should go to work on it. We should. Get COVID tests. COVID test strips. So anyway, listen. I just get us slightly back on on topic here. Something this we sort of topic. This is a, <laughs> this is a cyber COVID project. I think we have one today. Man, we went we went the whole election cycle without talking about that at all. Um, something I've actually thought about, and I, I don't know if the numbers are there to um, back this up, but I have I have been curious. I think John, you and I have talked about this offline, um, where I've I've thought about the like fifteen dollar a year social network that like their business model is actual is actively not selling your data to advertisers it's just hey pay 15 20 bucks or whatever be on our platform and do whatever social networking stuff you want to do um i've 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 been very curious to see if that is a model that would actually work if there would be any success in that i think that it could work for sure would would let me ask you would you sign up i know you're you're you've notoriously you don't want to be on social media but is that something you would be interested in because it's not messing with, it's not selling your data? I wouldn't personally because I don't feel a need to connect with people that way, but I would be much more likely to have my kids participate in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, just something when I can trust what you're doing with it. Just make it above board. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what it is, 15 bucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I buy my kid Xbox Game Pass. Like, I don't have a problem investing in stuff that they want to spend money on. I'd much rather buy Xbox Game Pass and have controls versus, you know, here, this is all free now, and these freaks can talk to your kid. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I've, I've always thought that was an interesting idea. And I, I mean, someone might have tried it at one point, to be completely honest, but... Um... Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know of any evidence that there was or wasn't. I think there's paid versions of LinkedIn. I don't know what that, how many people subscribe to that. It might be quite high. Uh, I I think it is, but I like, from my understanding, all that you get out of LinkedIn Premium is, you can see who's viewed your. Oh, you can see who's viewed your profile, and then you can also um, message more people randomly. So. Um, yeah, it's for salespeople. <laughs> so, but don't you find it to be one of the more accurate sources of information? I mean, these third-party services out there that are trying to give you here's inside scoop and names and numbers of people inside of a company, it cannot be accurate. I mean, it couldn't be accurate. I mean, unless they have spies in every business in America, <laughs> no way that that's accurate. But LinkedIn is be accurate because who's on there is probably going to keep it updated because they, it's their public resume. Yeah, probably it's probably more accurate. I, I mean, I'll 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 go as far as to say that I think it's probably it's it's more accurate, but I still wouldn't necessarily trust everything that's on there. Um, for uh, let me for example, um, I think I'm just I'll put this out there. I think most people that update their LinkedIn profile regularly are do or or have a very recent updated profile are looking for a job. So like if you 
if those pe- if you get a gig and you get promoted within that organization, you're not necessarily going to update that immediately because you're happy where you are. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. There's a great episode of The Office where Daryl was trying to get a job as a manager. Uh-huh. Um, and on his resume, he put he's responsible for the shipment of, of 3.5 billion units. And they're like, 3.5 billion units of what? He's like, paper material. <laughs> 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 it's a funny line that I can't do Craig Robinson any justice on, on how he did it. But my point is that's that to me is a lot of that stuff. Like the, it's all inflated versions of what they've accomplished and those kind of things. Right. But I think the job history in the in the current roles are pretty accurate. I mean, you're not going to put on there that you're, you know, East Coast senior vice president of East Coast operations if you're really just a manager at a branch, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, because you can get called out on that easy. Years. Right? Yeah. So at least the job title stuff is accurate. That's probably true. That's probably true. I mean, everybody inflates who they are anyway online, right? So. For Daryl was ahead of his time in his in his in his, <laughs> his cal- calculation of how many units he's shipped, but uh, <laughs> um, I feel that LinkedIn is also one of the more threatening of the threatening to organizations um, of all the social media. I find it to be much more threatening to an organization than uh, say Facebook, and it's because people post out there who they are, what they're doing. They oh yeah. Can- random people they post projects that they're working on they give data over where they went to college because they want that job they don't want to miss that opportunity from that you know university of west texas uh, alum who happened to be you know um looking for the right account they don't want to miss that opportunity so they want to put it all out there hopefully for it to find a, a connection and then they get in groups and um there's and it's not to say there's not value on sites like LinkedIn, but it, it is truly one of the more threatening um, uh, ones out there. I don't know. I don't know if you could legally, as a company, say you can't post anything you do on LinkedIn or who you are, unless you maybe work for some government agency. But um, man, it, it is definitely what it is definitely a hacker's best friend. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you can get yeah you get all kinds of info from there. We've seen it happen. So yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, not to just fall back into our first five episodes where we just talked about social media stuff, but. Um, well, isn't it a big threat? I mean, it's not that we just want to talk. That's about true. It. No, I mean. It's a, a big thing right now. It's a threat. We have yeah. to address it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, with more and more of that stuff happening online, you know, with more because so much of us are remote now, like it's even more. Um, it's even more relevant. Um, you know, you have these, like you said, you, you have these people just putting everything up online. Um, and in, in, in some cases, um, you know, you're just looking for like a human connection with another person, but, and you know, that's, that's one thing, but, you know, again, LinkedIn, it's a professional thing and you can be putting your organization at risk, not just yourself. Yeah. But you have no control, and it is a public thing because some of the results show up in Google, uh, default searches, DuckDuckGo searches, those kind of things. I mean, you can see some of the information. You know, there's 14 Michael P's in this neighborhood. Right. <clears throat> but some of it is is truly threatening, and I think if I was an attacker, I'd have a big profile out there. And, um, 
may even be a paid member, so I can send emails to there. I bet you, you I bet you, I bet you the success rate um, sending a link through a a uh, in mail on LinkedIn has got to be close to to like ninety percent. Like it's got to be way up there. Um, I think people would be very trusting of those emails, especially if they were offering like a job opportunity, career opportunity. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. It's probably one of the questions on LinkedIn is, "What's your dream job?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I signed up for LinkedIn a million years ago, and I update it every so often. So I'm not. I'm not a, I have to remember that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I, I was not active. I've, I've never been like active, active in that way where I'm direct you know doing in mails and stuff like that so um I, I always did like the idea of linkedin though like I, I like as a concept i think it's really great like um you know a a you know, professional social media platform but as as the years went on i started seeing more and more of this just like like just like regular social media crap like people just posting pictures from trips and stuff and like I think you're kind of missing the point here, man. What is uh what is Microsoft to get out of that relationship? Like why'd they buy it? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. It's trying to so say you can have the link LinkedIn Xbox platform or the LinkedIn <laughs> inside of uh Windows because you know. They like to have Xbox tiles on, on, on inside Windows. I don't know why they do that. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it um I think it's a very Disney move. And 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 I'll 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 say that I'll codify that statement by saying that um you know if Disney wants to be the best at a particular type of thing, um they try to do it, and if they don't succeed, they then just buy whoever is good at it. So like, you know. Hey, comic book movies are taking off. All right, we're we're gonna buy all the Marvel studios up. Hey, we're the best at comic book movies now. Puppets are big. Hey, we're buying the Muppets. Guess what? We 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 rock at puppets now. Computer animation. All right, we bought Pixar. Now we're the best at that. And I think that Microsoft needed a social media platform under their you know under their company umbrella. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't want to make their own, so they just went out and got one. No, no, that's a theory. But by the way, I did check uh, the TikTok sale has not gone through. So still not. No, no. It looks like it's some court things going on, and they uh, might not even be allowed to even force the sale. So who knows what's going on with that? So I don't know. This just who knows. Nothing's great. Kids stay off of TikTok. Gave <laughs> a deadline like it, it was now or never. Like it has to happen, and then I. Yeah. All right. So it was such a threat, but now it's just not anymore. You move it on. I, I don't. I don't get it. No. I, I, I. Clearly, it was just being used as a political talking point, and I think that that's unfortunate because I do think that there is a risk there. So. There is a risk there, and why not just follow through with it? I mean, what's the harm? Just, just say something, do it. I mean, if you can't do it legally, then you should check that before you run your mouth off. Though. <laughs> you know, but if you're saying it's a threat, it's a threat. Agreed. Agreed. 
All right. Uh, with that, I think we're going to sign off for the week. Um, thank you all very much for joining us. You can like and subscribe wherever podcasts are sold. We'd appreciate that. If you want to leave a review or share it with a friend, we appreciate that as well. You can email us at podcast at jscmgroup.com. Again, that's podcast at jscmgroup.com. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, send them over there. We'd, be happy. We'd love to hear from you. Free t-shirt. Free t-shirt. Get a free t-shirt. All right. Thanks, everyone. Um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. All right. See you.